Welcome to the Warner Brothers Podcast. Uh, this is part two, two-part edition. We did part one for the NBA season tournament. Part two now, we're going to review the Sunday games. Yep. Uh, we actually got the NBA in-season tournament going on right now as we speak. Uh, it is still 0-0 to the mm-hmm. Pacers score, 2-0. Pacers are up, so it looks like... Pacers just hit two fit, uh, free throws. So they might yep. shut the Celtics out. We might end 140-0, to who knows. Uh, but <laughs> we've got a Monday night football game coming up. Oh, no, Jason Tatum with a dunk. That's unfortunate. <laughs> there we go. Shoutout's over. <laughs> Jason Tatum with a dunk. That's unfortunate. Shoutout's over. All right, but go on to football. Let's talk about uh, Yeah, no, we got a Monday night game. Uh, Keenan, I actually meant to mention this earlier, but, I mean, statement still remains true. I wish Joe Burrow was still here playing in this league because this game would have been much better. But now we don't have to focus on the Monday night game that much because I feel like uh, it's got a predetermined ending. Uh, you know, but... The Jags should take care <laughs> should, of business. Should. It's one of those games that you check, you want, you watch a little bit early, and then you check in on it just to make sure nothing crazy is going sure. on, and then you watch highlights. Like it's one of those games where you just like check in on the game rather than actually watch the. For game. sure, for sure, uh, Keenan. I mean, we knew this was gonna be a great Sunday, and it was. There was a lot of good games. Uh, obviously, the highlight being that Eagles Niners matchup. Uh, was not the score we all wanted, but still an entertaining game. I mean, I stopped watching probably late third quarter. It was. Um, I cannot wait to talk about Chiefs-Packers. That was – what a game that was. I had no feel for that game at all. I picked the Packers on here but wasn't even really that confident in it, but not not confident either. Confident I just didn't really know you what – You didn't to... sound confident. You didn't sound confident in your pick. I, wouldn't, I don't think I would have been confident even if I picked <laughs> the Chiefs. You said it, you didn't sound confident. I don't think I would have been confident even if I picked the Chiefs. It was just just a weird matchup, weird game, and it, and it, and it ended controversially. Uh, let's start there, actually. We can yep. get to Eagles and Niners and everything else later. Let's start there, though. Uh, specifically, Keenan, what did you think about the end of the game, how, is, how it was officiated? There's three plays in question that I really want to get to. Uh, the, and you I mean you can start wherever you would like. That pass interference is atrocious. That's just now let me ask you this. Let me ask late, you this. He was late to it. it went, uh, went over the back. Yeah. So the, the one on Valdez Scantling, not the not the Hail Mary. What do you mean? Like the Oh, you mean? Oh, yeah. I mean the one of all this scantling like deep and like late in that. Agree. Yes, that one. Agree. Um, that one was atrocious. That was atrocious. So he just jumped right over the back. Like there was not. There was no attempt to. Like, he played through mm-hmm. him, and you can't do that when the ball is. It in was the textbook air. interference. So you. That's just that's past interference. Well, it was yep, textbook absolutely. interference. Uh, and the call before that, absolutely. where they called uh, a late hit when Mahomes was in bounds. I mean, it just seemed like that almost seemed like a makeup call for that because that was a makeup that was call. a terrible call. Then they compound it with a terrible no call, and then people want something on the hail mary. I thought that was a pretty standard hail mary. They're talking about the uh, the little two hand shove that was to Kelsey's back. Yeah, I agree. There was a little bit of a two hand shove, but a Kelsey didn't even react. I can bring up twenty thousand hail mary. I can bring twenty thousand hail marys that have the same thing to it. It's every single hail mary. Yeah. It's a scrum. And not only that, it was the same a, thing it was a like, light push. The same thing as like a bottom of a fumble pile. Yeah. It was a light push and Kelsey A, he didn't even react when he got pushed. B, he didn't react after the whistle really. 
He wasn't mm-hmm. up in arms about it too much. He didn't seem to be anyway, um, as much as his the sideline was. No. But, I mean, that was a standard Hail Mary. The one before that, though, no, like you said, with Valdez Scantling, that was terrible. That was textbook pass interference. They just didn't call it. Uh, Mahomes going out of bounds. Wasn't even out of bounds. They make a play on him, as they should, being a defense. Hit him out of bounds. They call unnecessary roughness. Uh, and worse than that, Keenan, they, it was a late flag. That can't, that's, that flag came like eight seconds too late. Yeah. It seemed like they just made it because it was Mahomes. Uh, I mean, I think the Chiefs truly do get a lot of calls. Yeah. I, I really do. Uh, and this has been my biggest problem. I think I mentioned it last week with what my highlight of weeks, what, 7 through 12 were going into week 13. And that's just the inconsistency yep. with these refs. Uh, and we're getting closer and closer to the postseason. Games like last night, games like the Eagles and Niners, games like the Eagles and Cowboys were getting this Sunday. They're mini playoff games. Uh, Broncos, Texans yesterday. That's a mini playoff yes. game. You have to have your best crews on the field. If you're the NFL officiating these games, you have to. There's no reason on you have, earth you have to play your you have to play your best football. Then you have to play your you have to have your best uh, refereeing. Like that matters just to, like it's not as important clearly because, but they can swing a game. Oh, it, it's it's absolutely they can, they just as important. It's I mean I just we you know we complained about them not moving Eagles Niners to Sunday night and guess what ends up being a great game for the Packers yep. and Chiefs like a really a truly a really good game. A uh, weird game, but a really good game. And then what are we all talking about yep. Sunday night and Monday is the officiating. That's terrible. I mean, we just got done talking about how the NFL is a vastly superior product to the NBA. Uh, and the NBA has its own officiating yes. problems. But I'll say this. As much as I think the NBA refs are completely soft and have, you know, no confidence as far as standing up to stars, right? They just... They would just rather eject a player than, you know, stay on their ground where refs used to stay on their ground. I'll say this in the finals and the conference finals, when the games really matter, their crews often get it right. Uh, Their crews often, if they miss a call, it's not as egregious as that pass interference call last night. It's usually a 50-50 judgment call. Uh, Often, though, I mean, look, I just don't know what is and is not pass interference anymore. I don't know what is and is not rough in the passer anymore. Unnecessary roughness. Uh, I mean, you see, you see the illegal receiver downfield now more than ever, which I don't even know if it's called in the spirit of the rule. Uh, intentional grounding. I feel like I've seen more than ever, or disputed more than ever this year. Like there's just so much that's up in the air, and I don't know. For a league that is considered the king in the United States, you would figure that these refs would just be on top of their game more often. Obviously, you're going to have better crews than some, but inconsistency seems to be all over the place. Uh, I do want to give credit where credit's due here. Cowboys Seahawks on Thursday. Uh, an insane amount of penalties and penalty yards, more than your average game. But I would say at least those calls yep. were the correct calls. There was a lot of pass interference, but like those were actually the calls. Whereas... You know, last night the unfortunate ones, but like you wish the game wasn't called that way. Sometimes, right. like you felt like some of them were ticky tack, but that's how the that's how the letter of the law writes it. So that's how they called it. So it was officiated properly. That's more of like a I hate the NFL rules. I wish they let them play a little bit more. But yeah, you're right. Go ahead. No, that's really it. I just wish as much money goes into this league, as much preparation goes into this league, as much 
goes into the officiating and the league or in the rules committee and, you know, the changing of the rules each year and some of the most basic rules, some of the most textbook rules that have been in the game forever, uh, just continue to just be either misinterpreted or just like made up depending on the crew. It seems like there's just zero consistency. Uh, I don't remember if it was the Patriots game or what game it was yesterday, Keenan, but I want to say it was Patriots Chargers, but I could be completely wrong. Someone challenged. Let me get this right. They called pass interference. Okay. Then they went back and challenged if the pass was tipped at the line of scrimmage to where if it was eligible or not for pass interference. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. I didn't even know you could challenge that specifically. Because, I mean, you you were once upon a time able to challenge pass interference for that one season. Then they got rid of it. But I had no idea you could challenge whether the ball's tipped to change that then rule. I mean, that seems like at the same time you are challenging pass interference at the end of the day. So that confused me. I didn't realize it's you could a, do that. It's a loophole to it's a loophole to challenging pass interference because obviously if the ball's tipped and that doesn't then it's a free play at that point because you can hit the receiver and if that's the case then it wouldn't be pass interference and then you could so like in theory you're just challenging pass interference but you have to do it in a different way so it's yeah it's it's a roundabout way I wish they would just allow you to challenge every penalty that's just I mean. I think you should get this. I think the amount's fine, but I think challenging every penalty, I think you should be able to challenge a pass interference. It's a very, very, like if you, if the chiefs were able to challenge the pass interference yesterday and they have reversed the call in the field as like, as a player, you're like, Oh man, they didn't call it on the field. What do you know? But that's the right call. They got it right. And in the end, you really just want to get it right. So I think those pounds like, or certain unnecessary roughness ones where you're like, okay, that wasn't an illegal hit on the quarterback. And then they watch it back because in live time, some of them are tough because you're like, okay, they're flying. The guy got hit big, but I mean, you're getting paid to see that. So let's not trying to get, give them an excuse or anything, but like some of it's tough. You're like, okay, after that second watch, I realized it was a legal hit. Change it. I think that's, I mean, I think that's how the game should go. And you get two challenges you shouldn't be obviously able to challenge whatever because that just makes the game go four hours. But I think I, think I both so. agree with but you. Not going no, I both I agree with you and disagree with you in this aspect. I agree that plays like the unnecessary roughness going out of bounds and, of course, pass interference should be challengeable. But when they did make that a rule, mm-hmm. you know, coming off the what it was coming off the Saints and Rams NFC Championship game, why they made that rule, I believe. Uh, the next year, they found themselves very much where the NBA is with their challenges, where it's like, how much of this can you challenge? Um, what is challengeable? What isn't? Yep. And it ended up, you know, adding to the game time, ended up stalling things. But I do think that's important because I feel like, again, week yeah, after week after week, pass interference is something of dispute. Uh, and not even to the fact of was it or was it not. It's, you know, now it's what is catchable and what isn't. Um you know, I mean, shit, it came up in the Super Bowl last year. It's just, it just should not be this much of an issue mm-hmm. this often, I don't think, for a rule that's been around forever. You know, it's almost akin to it, the block charge it in the NBA. It shouldn't be. It definitely shouldn't be for how long it is. And again, like, as these are professional athletes, these are professional refs. They just also, there's a human aspect to the game for sure. And I understand you're not going to get every call right. But the egregious ones can happen. The same way, like, some of the Mac Jones picks that we've seen this year, 
as a quarterback just can't happen. Like there, obviously there are some plays where the corner makes a great play, but like if he's just throwing it to the other team, can't happen. You can lose your job for that. He has lost his job for that. So like those kind of like as a referee, some things just can't happen. The Nicole Roby Coleman play and the Saints can't happen. Like you just that, that just can't happen. Valdez Scantling, plain as day, can't happen. I just don't know how you don't see it. Yeah, that Saints Rams play. I mean, if the Saints fan or the Saints organization it's, thought that, the fix was in against them in that game, I mean, I would feel that way too. I mean, that's that's I don't know how any ref ever anywhere on any field would ever think that's not pass interference so i mean that game should come under scrutiny forever it really should um you mentioned professional refs Keen, mm-hmm. i don't know if this is still true but i remember about 10 years ago when the refs went on strike and they had the replacement, replacement refs <laughs> i remember and i didn't realize this at the time and i don't know this still could be true i don't know but i know the refs they use like the professional refs a lot of them are like lawyers during the week or they have nine to five jobs during the week and then ref on the weekends, on Sundays. That still might be true. I don't know. I didn't even know that was mm-hmm. true until that came about. Um, if that's true, that's definitely not the case in the NBA. You know, the NBA refs, it's their full-time job. You know, you're going to be refing probably seven games a week if, you know, you got a Monday through Sunday schedule, If you're, especially if you're a top ref. Uh, again, I don't know if that's still the case in the NFL, but if it is, you would think you'd want them to be full-time professional, uh, having meetings during the week. Like, does that even happen? I wonder if that happens. Like if these sure, I'm sure certain refs, you would hope. like, I'm sure that crew last night is talking to Goodell today, but do all the refs have meetings during the week? And, you know, I just wonder, I wonder, uh, cause look, I mean, for it to be the most important league in the United States and to have this questionable of refs and again i want to compare to the nba because we just literally talked about this in our nba podcast where the refs are charming soft baby shit soft like as soft as you can possibly be that's what the nba refs are but they get their shit together in the playoffs they're still soft in the playoffs but they often make the right calls in the playoffs and the nfl i always have the fear that a game like yesterday the niners and the eagles a very important game. Like, let's say that's our NFC championship. Like, I assume it's going to be. I always have this fear in the back of my head. Like, man, are we going to come down to a call that's clear as day and the refs don't make it or the refs, you know, make up a call mm-hmm. or, you know, we don't think something's there and they just pull one out, you know? Um, and that leads to last year. I mean, I thought, sure, about the letter of the law that that late hit on Mahomes. Yeah, that was probably a late hit. But I think you also have to have some judgment on, you know, he's going to make a football play. You know what I mean? It's not like he was three steps out of bounds. Mahomes might've been a half step out of bounds when he hit him. Uh, so I don't, I definitely don't think yeah. that linebacker deserved the scrutiny for that hit. I mean, we, we got in this debate last year uh, and I actually forget where I stood on the pass interference in the Super Bowl, but that was up for much debate at the end of last year. You didn't year. like that. I, don't I didn't like it. it. I didn't like, I didn't like that at all. And I don't like that. I didn't like it at all. Still don't like it. Like I think all. that one I did. There was no way Juju was not Juju. It wasn't catchable. Juju with no one on him is not getting is not getting to that. He he will not get to that ball. I don't care if he he could be in practice and he's not getting to that ball. And that's the thing. That's the thing with it. It was I, uncatchable. I hate it. It was an it. uncatchable ball, but it was textbook holding. Like he grabbed him by the by the shoulder by the jersey, but the ball was completely uncatchable. And that's the thing. Like that's that should be ironed out. By every crew, okay, we only call it if it is catchable, if it is reach of a receiver, not if the 
Not if the quarterback overthrows him by 10 to 20 yards. Uh, and again, it's just too often we're coming back and talking to these things. And again, last night was textbook pass interference. If you were going to show that on a committee or to the teams in the summer, what is a pass interference? If you're showing that to a high school team, that's that's one right there. Over the back, impeding the receiver's progress to get to the ball. Uh, you can't get any more pass interference than that, and they just don't make the yeah. call. Uh, it was terrible. And again, after giving the Chiefs 15 yards on a play where Mahomes is inbounds, uh, that's just terrible back-to-back. It truly is, and it was sick of that shit. I really am. I'm sick it of is it. not great, and... And so, but I don't want to, the one thing I don't want to do is lose sight of the really good game, the good game that was last night, because for sure the Packers played a very, very good game. Um, I was thinking about this today because obviously we, with the Patriots being what the Patriots have, I have a fun Patriots stat for you that you've seen, but uh, I have a little bit more to expand upon it. When we get I've to seen it. it. Like a little in the passing. Um, you might have seen it, but I, a, I know it was something that was kind of going. I around. have a Patriots one to spring on you too, so maybe it's the same stat. So who knows? Maybe it's the same stat, but um, uh, yeah. So the um, that the game yesterday, and how we've talked about the Patriots in the past, and like this year specifically, how I've been in the I've been more in the camp of like losing to get one of these top quarterbacks is I think would be ideal for us. And you kind of been like, it's not good to have a losing culture. And I understand what you're saying by that too. But I think that getting to one of those top two quarterbacks really would help us in the future. Someone, someone like the Packers, I think this is great for them. I think that them losing, it actually hurts them more so. I think for certain teams it changes. But for the Packers per se, they have a guy in Jordan Love who they were trying to see who is the guy. And he most unless he flamed out towards the end of the, like toward the rest of the season, like he had been in the uh, middle of the season, they're going to bring him back next year. And they were going to see how things were going to go. So like you want this development, even if they miss the playoffs, you're like, Oh, we have a lot to take away from this. And so like with the Patriots, I just don't think they had anything to take away from, but like the Packers, I think these wins, even if they miss the playoffs this year, I think that this stretch of football that they're playing, they can look back and they, they beat two of the top eight teams in the league. They beat the Lions, and then they just beat the Chiefs, and they played really well. Jordan Love has been around 900 yards, eight touchdowns, zero picks over his last three games. That's phenomenal football. You can't ask for him to look better. He made some phenomenal throws. That one, that bomb to Dobbs looked good, but that one, also, that one almost felt like I'm throwing it up and it came down, and that was just a perfect throw. That one to Christian Watson, that's a dot. Mm-hmm. That was like put where it needed to be. Great catch by Watson, but that one, that one felt like it could be replicated. The Dobbs one felt like everyone has those kind of lucky-ish ones where you're like, I'm gonna put it around the vicinity, but that one dropped between three. That doesn't happen all the time, obviously. But that one to Christian Watson, that one felt like a okay. That's a throw. That's an NFL elite style throw. And if the Packers pull off what they're trying to, going from Favre to Rodgers to Love and just go with three franchise quarterbacks in a row, that is insane. Not that Love is going to be Rodgers or Favre at all, but like even if they get like a Kirk Cousins level franchise quarterback out of it, it's like that is insane to be able to get three quarterbacks and not really – it's kind of like the Steelers coach. They just like managed to find a great coach and they don't fire him. And it's like, okay, that works. 
Yeah, I mean, well, that's why the Packers drafted Jordan Love was so they could be in this position in case it ever got icy with Rodgers. Um, you know, he was always going to be their quarterback yeah. next year. I mean, we saw that this year with them not bringing in a veteran backup or or anything like that. Uh, who is their backup, by the way? Yeah. I don't know who their, who their backup quarterback is. You keep talking, but, I'll tell you in a moment. I mean, really, you know, the Packers are – I get what you're saying about the Pats, and I don't want to make this a Patriots thing, but – no, I mean, I still the the Packers are who I wish the Patriots were. I mean, if the Patriots won that Commanders game mid season, they still they would have had the Giants game and all that. And you know, who knows? Maybe things go differently with Mac. And you can find your way. I mean, you see it now. There's only like four teams that are truly out of playoff contention right now. And again, I said this before the season, and I, this is where I'll bring up that stat, Keenan. This team overall, I know the record is two and nine. But they really aren't that terrible. Here's where I'm going to spring that stat. The Patriots have allowed 26 points over the last three games and lost all three of them. That's the fewest points allowed by any team over a three-game span in a single season, all of which were losses since the start of 1950. That's an elite level of play defensively. So so here's what we're going to do. That was the stat I was bringing up, but we're going to get it even further, Kyle. No team has done that lot 26 to only hold the team under 10 three weeks in a row in loss since 1938. You know what happened in 1938, Kyle? Hitler was on Time Magazine for Man of the Year. Yep. Hitler was on Time Magazine for Man of the Year in 1938. He hadn't even invaded Poland yet. This is pre World War II. <laughs> yeah. This yeah, happened. Yeah. So in one sense of it, so in one sense of it, I'm happy about. See, like I couldn't be happier as a Patriots fan right now because of this. This defense lost key pieces to it. Lost Kyle Duggar, and they're still playing this level of defense. The next next year's defense is going to be what we think it is and what it is, elite. But I think with a great quarterback offensively and trying to get another wide receiver along with this core could make this offense look like kind of what the Packers offense has been developing into a good offense. And then that with the defense, then I think we're wrong. So that's why I'm so adamant on getting a quarterback because of the fact that I still think this defense next year will be just as good. They'll be just always as good as it is. It always is. Here's the thing. Again, I don't want to make this about the Patriots and Mac Jones. I really don't. Uh, I do think Mac's not going to be back in New England next year, but I do think wherever he goes, I think he will get a second chance at least. You know what I mean? Like he's not completely damaged goods, right? So I think at some point in that midseason when they're one and four, this is where like I think Belichick's doing an okay job overall, not a good job. I think he's doing an okay job. I think he could have done a better job, especially early on in the season with Mac. If you want to see the receivers aren't good, that's fine. Oh, yeah. That's that's completely viable. But there's bad receiving crews all over the league that get more out of their team. So that's where I will put it on Belichick. 100%. After that, after the midweek, 100% or after the midseason kind of swoon, once you get or right truly into the middle of the season, I'll say like weeks six and on, Mac was terrible. There was no amount of coaching and defense. And clearly now, I mean, you see it. I mean, neither one of those quarterbacks can play, Mac or Zappi. That's where you go, okay, well, what's Belichick supposed to do? Uh, I still think, no, I mean, losing's never good. I'm. It's pretty – you're one thing. You're a diehard Patriots fan, and you're rooting against the Patriots. That's fine. 
there's just a lot of Patriots fans I see who are like openly rooting against the Pats, especially with the Giants game where I'm like, okay, if you want the Pats to get a better draft pick, that's fine. But it's like there's certain games. If you're a Patriots fan, you got to win. That's the Giants. That's the Jets. That's obviously the Bills and the Dolphins. Those are if you want every the team to lose any other game. Cool. But if you're cheering against them on a Giants game day. That's where I'm questioning your uh, Patriots fanhood to as, the to the Pats fans. I've as seen. I as I said this, I said with the Giants game, I specifically said this: it's a win win for me. I'm predicting them to lose. If they lose, we get a better draft pick. But if they win, fine. The one game I have said for the remainder of the season they will win, and that I'm picking them to win is the Jets game. Keeping that streak alive, but I'm hopeful we see. So I'm thinking the one pick's probably out of here, but the two pick. I think is open. I think the one picked, I think the Panthers have got that locked up, which means the Bears have got that locked up. But we could trade for it. Because, oh, but I mean, also it depends on what they feel about Justin Fields. We could think Justin Fields could be going. Bears are in a great, like a really interesting position. I won't say great, but a really interesting position. Yeah, I think Justin but Fields is gone. I think we can get back I think to we'll them. take whoever. Um, with yeah. the Pats, I mean, look, it's just, yeah. I still remain the same. I don't think especially in the NFL, losing is never good. And, you know, rooting for less than your best is never good, especially, again, in the NFL or any professional sports. It just builds losing habits. I just don't think they're – I think they're – I just right now, I don't think their best is good enough because of how bad – It might not be, but you see see some – These 10 to 6 games, I'm happy about. Like, I'm really happy to see this defense play well, but I just don't think the offense is good enough. I would agree with you. That's really – I would agree with you, but you can't tell me the Steelers team is that great. That Steelers team is, you know, getting outgained every week. The defense is elite. I mean, they're not much different than the Pats. Yeah, they got some better skill position players, but not to the degree where you'd say, okay – like that's a much better roster over the Patriots. I think had the Patriots Here's managed things right, they could have been in the position that some of these other teams are. It's not like they're the Giants where yeah. they can't compete. I mean, they held granted the Chargers are banged up, but they held them to six. I mean, not that Kellen Moore does Herbert any favors, but you know, you're holding a quarterback like no, Herbert I, to I six. I agree. They're not you can win games in this league. They're not terribly off of the they're not terribly off of the uh Steelers, but I mean the Steelers have better weapons. So with the Steelers, I mean the Steelers also very much need a QB, but that's just, and they're not going to draft one. Me was like before the season, I was like, I don't think this team's really gonna. I would like Caleb Williams. It was more of like a kind of facetious thing where I was like, I I would like him. I really think it'd be cool, but I don't think this team's going to be in position. When it became a reality that they actually could, I was like, this could be great, but. Also, with the Steelers, they just need to like a vet. I think of them having a veteran quarterback because I think this team could win now. This Patriots team, I think, needs a couple more offensive pieces to win now. The defense can win now. I just don't think. I think if you just placed a really good quarterback on that offense, I still don't think it's a win like championship now. They could be a playoff contender, absolutely. I just think they need one more piece offensively at receiver, and then defend, and then a quarterback. That's really all I have ever asked for since Tom was. True, but even if they get all that next year, I mean, I don't think we're talking about a championship team. That's always been my thing with the Patriots. No, but they have a playoff team and they build their identity with that. For sure, they're a playoff. I think think they're a playoff. Until I think that's. I think they could have done that with Mac, though. I do, but they they didn't, and here we are. Uh, Not anymore, just because of how Bill Belichick treated him, and that's why. And that's why it's on Bill. I agreed with you. I think they could have done something, which is why I was never like a. We need to get rid of Mac guy. 
It was more just like a with Bill and the way Bill has treated him. It's on Bill why Mac has gotten to this, like gotten to a low point, and then it's on Mac to why he just fell off a cliff. Yeah, I mean, I would say, and to me, I, I would say, I would say it's on all of them. I'd say it's right. extremely hard to pick a quarterback. Uh, we don't know how great or good he could have. Like, it's tough to a quarterback like Mac. It's always hard to see what their ceiling is when he's someone who yeah. has the qualities of like Andy Dalton. He's a smart QB, but he's not physically gifted, right? So it's always tough to like actually know what you're getting. And we saw, we saw the ability even in his best days to just throw a dumb ball here and there. Yes, he seemed smarter than his age as far as like processing and as far as stuff at the line of scrimmage. I mean, these are conversations we had before, so I really don't want to reiterate. But you know, we've seen quarterbacks regress too. Uh, it's not, it's not out of the realm. Uh, I just. You know, anytime your team's two and nine and people think that's a good thing, I don't think it's a good thing regardless of who's coming out of that draft. And it would be one thing if, I don't know, like Marvin Harrison Sr. or Jr., sorry. Like I said, he seems like a sure thing. I just think quarterbacks, regardless, I don't care how hyped they are. I've just seen it a ton of times where, yeah, this guy's the next this, he's the next that. I'm especially dubious of people comparing a guy to someone who's already in the league saying this guy's the next Mahomes when we have Mahomes right now. Yeah. I'm hella dubious of that. Caleb Williams. I've seen him. He's definitely talented, but it's like, you just never know until they're actually in the league. I just mean, he's I, for me, his franchise quarterback talent for sure. I mean, this year, no, you can't argue that 45 touchdowns. You can't argue that 41 touchdowns to five picks or 45 touchdowns to five picks last year was 52 to five. Like he's literally been you can't, amazing these last couple you of years. Can't, and I just think that like, you can't argue the prospect. He's just so talented. I can't. You can't argue the prospect. Oh, I'm not trying to make him sound like he's a French. Like in the NBA, you can get some of these guys who are like, okay, that is like Hall of Fame potential. In the NFL, you can't get that because of how like the league is. And so like I'm not like I just think like he's a. I'm not trying to put anything like he's the next Mahomes. He's the next whatever. I just think he is a franchise quarterback. That is a can't miss. That's like I really can't miss kind of prospect to be a franchise quarterback. No, I get that. And maybe it doesn't work out, but obviously things. No, I get work. that. Like that's, I, that's it. That's really where it comes down. No, to I get me. that. Like I said, I understand the prospect. You can't argue with the prospect of Caleb Williams. I'm saying, year after year after year after year, we're sold. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that same thing. Can't miss prospect. Uh, we heard it about Wentz. We heard about Jared Goff, and. You know, Goff's been up and down. Wentz is for some reason out of the league. I think he should still at least be in the be in the league. Um, but I mean, I don't think they get any position wrong more than QB and the NFL across the board. So that's just where I'm coming from. I get it. Yeah, I want mm. we get Caleb Williams on our team. We're automatically better than we were with Mac Jones. But we still might not get what we're being sold. You know what I mean? Like it's still that doesn't mean he's gonna be you know, what Joe Burrow has been for the Bengals or even what Trevor Lawrence has been for the Jags. You just never know. The prospect is, that'll forever remain true. Your prospect is your prospect. Your talent is your talent. But what you actually do in that position, I'm always going to be wary of that with QBs. Always, always. No matter the draft, no matter where, no matter where. You just never know what you're getting exactly. That's my thing. Um, We can move on, though, to Eagles and Niners. You got one more thing? Hold yeah, on. Ahead. There's just one thing I wanted to say real yeah. quick. It has nothing to do with anything but the Packers-Chiefs game, and it has to do with a little worried about the Chiefs. They look a little worried. Um, 
they're they're in a position right now to where they obviously have four losses. <coughs> this is a game that they didn't that on the schedule it was like a, okay, this could be a loss, but it really shouldn't be a loss, especially. And now they got the Bills coming in there off of a off of bye week. That the Bills even if the Bills are in a much, much needed win spot, a very desperate team coming in there, and you're the one thing that has been rolling for them is their offense. The thing that's derailed them is just turning the ball over. It has not been moving the ball. It has not been scoring points, really. It's been the fact that they just keep turning the ball over. So if Josh Allen plays a clean game, that could be another one. And if you get to five losses, that's probably kicking you out of the one seed. And Mahomes has never played a road playoff game other than the Super Bowl. Not saying he can't. He is the best quarterback in the league. Not a question. But we just haven't seen it. It'd be interesting to see it. But we just haven't seen it. He's never played a road playoff game. So they got the Bills, obviously. Then they play the Patriots. That's a W. They play the Raiders. They play, uh, obviously, Joe Burrowless Bengals team. And they play a Chargers team that gives them a little bit of fits that might be playing for a playoff spot. So... It'll be interesting to see, but this is not a great loss on their part, and they should be a little worried because they kept they keep saying the offense is gonna be like we got to work on it, we got to work on it. Well, it's week thirteen. I hope you you think it. You thought it was getting a little better, and then it just didn't. And the Packers' defense isn't that great, especially without Jair. Like they're good, but you can score on them. They just didn't feel like they could score. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? Weirdly, uh, I mean, I thought the Chiefs' offense was great last night. Well, not great, but, I mean, they had no problem moving the ball. They had no problem moving the ball. They couldn't stop the Packers. They just couldn't score in the red zone. That was the problem. True, and they got it. They had it going on the ground. That was, that's true, They had too. it going on the ground, especially with Pacheco, and then he obviously gets kicked out on that last drive on a weird play on where they thought they fumbled the ball. Um, but I thought, yeah. I thought for the most part they were at least moving the ball. I mean, you know, their trouble is always going to be finding that one that's receiver fair. who's getting open who can create things for them other than Kelsey. And that's going to remain the same. Um, that's. I mean, I never. I still think the Ravens were going to get the one seed anyway. I mean, the Chiefs do have a really easy schedule, but hey, I mean, like you said, the Ravens' schedule was making that one schedule scary. For Ravens me. do have a tough schedule, but hey, they might. They like you said, they might just lose to this Bills team. I mean, I kind of have that Bills Chiefs game circled anyway. I thought that was going to be a thriller anyway, uh, and if. If Josh Allen can have the success Jordan Love did, it very well might be a long night for the Chiefs because, hey, the Bills' defense, they're going to allow yards, but they can create turnovers. And the Chiefs had trouble forcing Jordan Love into any sort of trouble last night. Jordan Love was very comfortable. Granted, it was a home game, but still, that defense didn't show up that much. Uh, They were getting kind of gashed, honestly. Granted, again, the Packers were getting gashed too, but, hey, they came came away with a victory. Uh, and of course, you know, we led the show with the pass interference. Maybe the game goes into OT if they get that pass interference call. Yep. Who knows? But yeah, it's a must win for the Chiefs next week. And granted, like you said, at the end of that, you've got some fairly easy games if you're the Chiefs coming after the Bills game. Yep. But yep. man, yeah, it's going to be essentially a playoff game on Sunday. I mean, the Bills are going to throw everything at them. Uh, we'll talk more about it on Thursday. But, you know, that's a kitchen sink game for the bills absolutely textbook oh yeah absolutely absolutely oh let's go to but i'm gonna but yes that doesn't say that's it we're going to eagles 49ers uh this is a game where i thought that was going to be close as i i thought it was going to be a close game i favored the eagles in a close game i had picked the eagles for sure 
this game started off, I kind of, as I kind of thought it, it was going to be Eagles went down, made it tough on Brock Purdy the first time. Eagles went down. They got field goals and not touchdowns. So then when the 49ers scored, because clearly they were going to, instead of it being 14 to 7 or even 10 to 7, they had the lead. And then they got one stop on the Eagles. And then by half, it was pretty much a wrap. But like, obviously, they had to come out. And then the first drive in the second half, the 49ers came out and it was curtains. They, it was curtains. The Eagles played inspired football for 15 minutes and played gassed football for 45. That's, and I know that's obviously what you had said was happening. But again, I felt like this game was going to be closer early. So then it was closer late and you summon up something. I had the, because this is spoiler alert, sure. I don't have the Eagles winning this week. I had this baked in that they were losing this game. So that's why I thought they were going to be able to win last game. So this game didn't mean as much. But now this game means a whole lot to them. Because if they lose to the Cowboys, they then move to the two seed because the 49ers have the head-to-head with them. They shouldn't lose another game this season. They have the Seahawks, the Giants twice, and the Cardinals after the Cowboys. But if for some reason they did or they lost to the Giants, the Cowboys could get there. They could get to the five seed. But overall, 49ers at full strength, best team in the NFL. Of course, like they they can't really do too much with the offense, and the defense can get home when needed. Uh, Fred Warner on that defense is crazy. That makes the middle linebacking in the middle of the field great. They lost in Ufungu for the year, which is tough at safety. So that's going to be something. There's something where if they can get blocked up front, you can pass on them. So that's what the goal is for teams. So hopefully the Lions, the Cowboys, the Eagles, next time they see them, one, a couple or all three or someone's going to see them for sure. If you can block them up front, then you can get something. And then defensively, it's can you get home with four? Because that's what you're going to need to do against this 49ers team. But again, this team is perfectly built, and it always was perfectly built, as the best roster in the league without a quarterback. And now they have a quarterback, regardless of what we want to say about Brock Purdy. He's the perfect point guard. He is the Steve Nash to the Mike D'Antoni offense. It is a just not that Steve Nash didn't have talent. Obviously, Steve Nash was going to be really good wherever, but it's I feel like Steve Nash and that Mike D'Antoni seven second offense was perfect because he could get the ball up the floor, he could shoot, he could pass, and Brock Purdy is playing his way into being perfect for Shanahan's office. Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean. That game went as expected for me. I mean, Purdy. The 42 to the forty-two to 14 or that was, or 10 or whatever it was. The 14, I think it was. That was a little much. I thought it was going to be more, if it was going to be a blowout 35-21, but go on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, they broke it open completely. I mean, once the Niners got rhythm in that, the beginning of the second quarter, it was over. The Eagles had nothing for them. And I mean, that's why I didn't even, I said it, last Monday and I didn't waver throughout the week and I wasn't ever worried about the Eagles because a, like I said, they weren't as potent as last year. Their team's just not as potent as last year. I thought they were, again, I don't want to call it a fraudulent 10 and one, but I thought they were more akin to a seven and three team. 
coming in. A lucky 10 and 1. A bit of a lucky 10 and 1, but more akin to a 7 and 3 team, right? And I still think I still think that's going to be the NFC Championship. I mean, I still got to see it from the Cowboys and you know, we'll find out next week, but you know, I mean, the Eagles were never going to go undefeated through the stretch and you know, that's a team I think they're even with when all the way healthy is the Niners. But that's the thing. They weren't healthy going into yesterday. So I thought the Niners have a rest advantage, a health advantage. And just on top of that, uh, that was their game circled throughout the whole year. I mean, you had three death wishes against you in that case, if you're the Eagles. That's why I was just like, you know, regardless if this was everyone was even and, you know, maybe the last two games aren't as dramatic right maybe they just take care of the bills in a different world and maybe the chiefs get rid of them pretty early two weeks ago right maybe they just aren't as strenuous of games and you know their linebackers are healthy everyone's healthy yeah then this is just a you know a pick em game essentially but hey i thought the niners had real advantages in this game and like i said that's before you even account for the 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 revenge factor that the Niners had in this game. And, you know, you saw yesterday, I mean, so, it was, it was a physical game. It, they was, they were trash talking before the game. They got into it with uh big Dom from the Eagles security yesterday. Been seeing big Dom highlights across my timeline on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> like, like that's necessary. Uh, so, I mean, Hey, I, I hope this is the matchup for the NFC championship. Niners, even the score at one, one, Maybe we'll get this game in Philly. Maybe we'll get this game in, in San Francisco. I just don't know. But I still believe it'll be the NFC Championship game. Um, it does worry me a little bit that they're not favored against the Cowboys, even by a point. They're, at least yesterday, I think it was two and a half, or maybe even three and a half for the Cowboys. I can't remember, and I haven't looked today. But the Cowboys are favored. Uh, very much like we just mentioned about the Chiefs, the Eagles very well could see themselves falling two weeks in a row. and. I don't know where I'm going with that game yet, but that very easily could happen. And even if it does happen, I don't think it'll really sway me as far as the playoffs go, but we'll see. I mean, that's why they play the games, right? But I could easily see them falling to the Cowboys. Cowboys do look good right now. Granted, they gave gave up a lot of points to the Seahawks. Geno Smith looked like 2022 Geno Smith, finally. Uh, And I think the Seahawks will be heard from. I mean, the Seahawks kind of didn't really uh fall out of position yesterday as far as uh, as far as the playoffs go. So the Seahawks are still in good position and weirdly the Bills are still in good position and their wild card pursuit. So hey, it's all going to be it's all going to be a lot of drama down the stretch like we talked about and to you know pivot to what I was talking about at the end of Thursday's show with the wild card spots. Man, I really just want the Colts to continue to lose cuz they got such an easy schedule and I would much rather see the Bills, the Broncos, and the Texans. Because, listen, that Broncos-Texans game, that was a really good game. It was fun. Both of those teams, both fun. of those teams, the Texans and the Broncos, if you had them in the divisional round, whatever team you are that's, you know, ahead of them, you got it. They would put the fear of God of, of into that team, excuse me. The Broncos or the Texans would put the fear of God into whatever team they're facing. They could absolutely go toe-to-toe too. with them. They are well-coached. Uh, and you can see, Keenan, like the Broncos – Regardless of how they looked early in the season, when they're driving like in a comeback situation or a fourth quarter key situation, you can tell they have full confidence in Russ. And you can tell Russ feels confident more so in the two-minute drill, even more so than the regular game. So, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. The Texans and Broncos, I hope they make it. I would love for the Colts to fall out. That way the Bills, all three of them can make it, but it's going to be two of the three, and the Colts schedule lends you to believe that it's going to be them. Uh, Minshew's playing well. Don't get me wrong. Minshew looks very comfortable in the pocket, and you know clearly they continue to win, and their schedule's too easy. But I hope there's a way that the Colts just fall out and we got all three of them because I think they would create the best three matchups across the board for the teams that are ahead of them. But, hey. Crazier things have happened. There's one thing you said that I disagree with, and it's this. So I had I was thinking to myself if they obviously I had the Eagles winning this game. I thought that if they were to play in the playoffs, depending on how the health situation wise was, I might lean 49ers. Here's the thing. I think all things equal with everybody healthy, they're not as talented as the the Eagles are not as talented as the 49ers. And the problem is the fact that they can't play. The Eagles have had problems all year. They got carved up by Dak, Sam Howell, um, obviously Josh Allen, Brock Purdy. They, they've been getting carved up in the secondary. And you have Christian McCaffrey who can receive. You have Debo. You have Brandon Ayuk. You have George Kittle. Even Jawan Jennings got involved last, yesterday. Like, you have so many people who can receive. I'm just well, laughing because you're making my exact point for why they win yesterday. But keep going, keep going. Well, yeah, no, I know why. I know why. I, for me, I I took into account more so on Thursday making the pick that the weather. I thought that this was going to be more of a mosh pit kind of in the trenches game. I still had the Niners are still built for that though. That's the thing. I wasn't. No, they are built for that, but I don't think it's a route in that case. And if it's not a route, I trusted the Eagles late. That's where I was going with this. But again, when I was when you were talking all week, I didn't disagree with anything you said. This was just the feeling of this that I had. I went with it. I was completely wrong. That is fine. I was completely wrong. But this 49ers team, with all things right, like if they if any everyone plays their A game, to be honest with you, I think the 49ers are one, and I honestly think Dallas is two in the league. If everyone plays their A game. The problem is you don't know if Dallas is going to play their A game. Yeah, I mean that is, you know, the fact that I I just think Dallas is like if Dallas plays their A game when they have Dak rolling on all cylinders, Tony Pollard running, Micah getting downhill, Bland picking the ball off. Um, they Dallas playing their A game is the second best team in the league. The problem with Dallas is every year in the playoffs that we've seen them, they manage to not play an A game. They play a C plus to an F game or whatever it is, and they lose. That's why we don't trust them. But everybody knows if Dallas plays up to par, they could win the Super Bowl and no one's shocked talent-wise. You take the Cowboys off, you put, say, the Ravens on their helmet, we'd be like, yeah, they can absolutely win the Super Bowl. But it's Dallas. Well, it depends. If the Ravens had the history of the Cowboys and continued to come up short, we would still look at them that way. Uh, And that's, that's that's why, to me... I still can't put the Cowboys ahead of the Eagles. That's why the Eagles to me are still the class. And I get what you're saying. I mean, I was, yes, the 49ers are more talented and more explosive than the Eagles um, and are the currently definitively the best team in the league, right? Uh, I mean, Niners did to them just like they did to the Cowboys, right? But I do think when the Eagles are fully healthy, 
there as well, coach, as anybody. Uh, and they can. They they can get explosive on you. Not the way the Niners can. The Niners can just, here's Debo, here's Kittle, <laughs> here's McCaffrey, and do what you want, right? And, oh, by the way, if you stop mm-hmm. us, we got a pass rush to deal with on the other end. Like, sure. And yeah. they have their faults, too. Obviously, the secondary, like you said, they lost Ufunga, which is going to hurt eventually. That's really going to, at some point, come back to bite them. But, hey, they still have talent on that defense. Uh, but the, yeah, yeah, but the Eagles at full strength, yeah, they can get ugly on you. They can get – I mean, we saw yesterday. They had some pass rush ability with uh, – to Purdy. Oh, yeah. The dip. They're a really but good team. like I said, you know, the uh, that's where the, the legs and the tiredness is going to hurt. That defense is on the field damn near the whole game against the Bills. Uh, 92 So, snaps. you know, if you got that in the playoffs, just a, a healthy Eagles team, healthy Eagles pass rush, a team that's been to the Super Bowl, uh, you got Hurts who, you know – he can get questionable here and there with his passes, but I mean, do you trust them more than the Cowboys? Absolutely. Uh, even on the road. Oh yeah. Even on the road. Listen, I would pick the Eagles over the Cowboys in a game in the playoffs. I just think in the situation that the Cowboys are and the Eagles are that we've talked about here, obviously the same thing that the 49ers had on the Eagles, the Cowboys have on the Eagles. Everything this is the only thing different is they didn't go to overtime with the 49ers. But you have the 10 days rest. Or you have the extra rest for the Cowboys. You have the Cowboys offenses rolling. You have a, their angles are still, the Eagles are still banged up. Obviously Hurts left the game. He came back. Obviously it was concussion things, but Hurts hasn't looked right all season. He's been a little bit off. So like everything that you said with the 49ers applies to this Cowboys game. But with a hell, all healthy Eagles team and a Cowboys team, I trust the fact that the Eagles are going to play to their top level. I don't trust that the Cowboys will. But if the Cowboys are playing at all cylinders, I think their defense might be a little better because they can match up front and they have a better secondary. And offensively, they match. Yeah, they could. So I would say these cow. So the Cowboys talent has the potential to be a little better than the Eagles. I just think the Eagles are way more consistent, and you would put money on the Eagles to be more consistent in that spot, and they know how to win games. The Cowboys don't quite know how to win tough playoff games yet. They can learn, but they don't know yet. They haven't. I'll I'll push back. I'll give I'll give Cowboys fans a little bit of something here. I don't think it's that they don't know how to win. I think they. They just they just I seem to pull lose. the dumbest things off, and maybe that is not knowing how to win. <laughs> just, but I will say, like that game against what was it, it was the Niners a couple of years ago, where they just ran out of time. It's stuff like that. That they, seems to happen that, to them. Those are the th- those are they the seem, things. I will. Those are the things. I will. That, when it happens so much, you have to. You consider do have to consider it, it. and you and you could just throw that under not knowing how to win. I do think they know how to win, and I think I truly think, and I mentioned this last week. I think they've grown up. I think you can trust them. Uh, I do think, look, I mean, the Seahawks went toe-to-toe with them. The Seahawks gave them their best effort, and they still came out with a win. That's a good thing. And they very well might, like you said, they might get a schedule win against the Eagles here. We just don't know. Uh, but it would be very well in the Cowboys' realm to lose that game too. The Eagles will bring it next week. They're going to be, you know, a little less healthy than the Cowboys probably. Oh, it's not a blowout. It's not a blowout. But it's a divisional week, game. But I just, I have doubt. I favored. It's Dallas. a divisional game, and they probably Dallas, they took their they took their gas off the pedal a little bit yesterday too, right? So they're gonna be ready for that game. I will say this, and I believe I mentioned this last week, and if I didn't, I'm gonna say it now. 
I think I did say this, but yeah, if it's Niners, Eagles, or the Cowboys, whoever, and maybe, maybe, I'm not going to all the way say this, but you could convince me on the Lions. I won't go that far. But the top three for sure. Give me the top three over who comes out of the AFC. Uh, you know, I said that, yeah, I did say this last week because we talked about if it's the Ravens, maybe you still favor the Ravens, but man, just team for team, it's hard not to like those top three more than anybody that comes out of the AFC. You're just not getting any consistency. And if it's the Chiefs, especially, even if it's the Chiefs, you got to feel good if you're the Cowboys for that happen to be the matchup. Uh, again, I think the Ravens are the most dangerous, but we've yet to see three weeks of dominance. It seems like we'll get a dominant win here, a ugly win, and then, you know, whatever after that, whether it's a win or a loss. But it doesn't seem like you get the consistency you get out of a team like the Niners from the Ravens. Maybe we get it down the stretch. Um, so that's where I'm at. I do, I'm starting to trust the Cowboys more. I will say that. That's what I said last week. I'm trusting them more and more, especially against the bad teams. You'd rather them kill a bad team than play close with them. Uh, the Seahawks are a team that's, searching for the playoffs and gave the Cowboys their absolute best shot and almost came away with it. So uh, yeah, next week this And you're bound you're bound to have those games. You're bound too. to have like them. the the fact that D- Dallas see, I think Dallas has matured cuz that's the same thing as kind of the Cardinals game was and they lost it. They managed to win this game. It's kudos to them. Obviously you're not winning every single game in blowout fashion against teams that you're better than. It's just not going to happen. But they've done it the majority of the time this year. So, like, all the power to them. They played a really good game with the Eagles. They just lost it at the end. A couple small plays that didn't look uh, the touchdown, the two-point conversion that was just missed, the touchdown on fourth down that was just barely missed. Obviously, the throw at the end of the game, just a little bit short. Like, they played a good game. They just lost it on some small key plays. 49ers obliterated them which is crazy to think that the 49ers put up 42 and obliterated the, Cow- the Cowboys and 42 and obliterated the Eagles, which are the two best teams in the NFC otherwise, in my opinion. So that's, I mean, that's looking tough. Not as much for the Eagles, but like, yeah. Uh, but anyways, so that was, that's that. That's that's what I have on the Cowboys, Eagles, 49ers. Is there another game that you want to discuss? I mean, Everything look, it was a it was a good was... Sunday. Uh, I really enjoyed the Broncos Texans game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Tank Dell being out for the season is it's gonna be really rough. A tough blow. It's gonna be that. rough, and then it's a tough blow. Nico Collins stepped up though nine for a buck ninety one and a touchdown. Mike and the Steelers say what you want about Pickett, he's at least better than Trubisky. So their playoff hopes, like he's not gonna miss the season, but he's definitely gonna miss this Thursday and probably the week after at least. I would give it two weeks. Um, they very well might lose against the Pats. We say the Pats might not win except for the for the Jets. They very well could beat Trubisky even with Bailey Zappi. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll find a way to score yeah. zero again. We don't know. But uh, it's possible that this could be a three to zero. <laughs> it very well could be. We were this could be a two. We to were zero in game. play could, for the two to five game. I've been hoping for in the Jets Falcons game yesterday, but. Ended up being what thirteen to eight, something amazing like that. So, yeah. yeah, but I'm glad the Steelers are losing. I hope, I really hope the Browns lost again. The Steelers lost. Again. I'm so hopeful that both teams fall out. Steelers I, are gonna like, fall I out. Couldn't hope, I, I'm I'm just gonna say that I couldn't hope more that the Browns and Steelers both fall. Even if out. the Steelers, if they, even if the Steelers manage to win this next game against the Pats. 
it's still going to be extremely tough for them. Even if it's one more game with Trubisky, you can just book it for a loss. They play the they play the Colts after on a Saturday. Oh, then they play the Bengals again. Then they play the Seahawks and then the Ravens. There's three again, losses there. That Raven. Yeah, and if that's the case, that means they're nine and eight, and they're not making it in at nine and eight. The Browns are seven and five right now, and the Browns. You could make it in at nine. And they eight. have the Jags. You could make it in at nine and eight. You, you might. You might now. You might be. I able think the to. seven and the could with a healthy. Burrow. I think the seven and the six are going to get in at nine and eight. Except doesn't say. I don't think you could have with a healthy Burrow. I think you might have had to get to ten and seven, but nine and eight might actually work now. But the Browns have the Jags next week. They have then the Bears, unfortunately. But then they have the Texans, then they have the Jets, then they have the Bengals. They've got a lot of toss-up so games. So they could – they have – I think they lose at least two and maybe three. The Bengals, Jets, and Browns, one of them could sneak one maybe. Maybe even the Bears because Jets the Bears winning. have this weird tendon. No, Jets aren't. Tim Boyle's not winning a game. Their Trevor Simmons not winning a game. Zach Wilson's not Bears, game. you no. never know. Bears, no. you – yeah, that's the thing. The Bears would the Bears one's the interesting one to me, and maybe the Bengals too. But the Bears one's the one that's interesting to me, just because Fields could summon up an A plus game, which he randomly has in him every. All depends who their but QB if is. Both... If Flacco actually gave him some good snaps yesterday. Flacco was in that game. Flacco oh, was one of yeah. the better no, quarterbacks like... yesterday. Weirdly. Yep. Um. And then the Broncos. They have the Chargers next week. They have then the Lions, then the Patriots, then the Chargers, then the Raiders. I think they can win three of those games. Like, I'm there. very, I'm very, very hopeful that the Bills manage to make it in. I don't know if they will, but the Bills manage to make it in. The Texans manage to make it in, and the Broncos manage to make. Bills got to win this week. And, if the Bills want to get in at all, they got to win this week because they can beat the Cowboys. And then it gets pretty easy after that. They obviously got the Dolphins in week 18. They, they, could, they need to go one and two over this Chiefs-Cowboys stretch. Whatever whatever one, one it is, one? it makes more sense. Sorry, one and one. One of two is what I meant to say, but I said one and two. Um, they need to win one of these two games because they can run the table. They can beat the Chargers, Patriots, and Dolphins. I know the Dolphins is going to be a tough. I'm not trying to make it sound like it's easy because it's in Miami too, but they can beat Well, the Miami Dolphins. might have it wrapped up by then. They very well may have nothing. They have the division wrapped up, but they might have, have they might be seed. able to play for like the one seed or something like that, which that that would mean everything to them if they get it in Miami throughout the entirety of the playoffs. That that is in play for them. And so it's going to be interesting to see cuz they don't have the they have to win and cuz they don't have the tiebreaker with the Chiefs. Uh they play the Ravens. So what that game's going to be big, but yeah, no, that's other than that, I don't have too much football wise. I think really the big thing was like the Cowboys kind of their that matchup with the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Chiefs, the Packers there, because a lot of other things is interesting. Like Detroit, I don't still know how I feel about them. They got up big, then they lost the lead, but they ended up closing it out. So good to them. But like it's, I like them. I really do, but they, they're a team that might just need one more year. I think it would be good for them to get to the playoffs, and if they can win a playoff game, they'll be huge. For Which them. team is this? And then next year you build on it. The uh, the Lions. I guess they can – I would say they'll be in the playoffs, but if they can get a playoff win, they can build off that, and then they lose to one of the top three teams possibly. I just don't 
there's just a little bit there that needs to shore up. And it's really they need defense. It sucks with they need them toughness. because they see they need they need a little they need some defense in the offseason because I think you can get it done with Jared Goff if you put him in the right situation and he's in the right situation. The offensive line, the run game, the weapons, everything about Jared Goff's in the right situation, and I think you can get it done with that. They really need they need some middle linebacker and some linebacker help to help Aiden Hutchinson up front, and then they need to another corner would help them too. Yeah. So if they could if they can bolster that defense in the offseason that would be big. But other than that, I don't have anything else on the NFL or anything. I mean, that's really, I mean, that's where I've been on the lines entirely this whole year was that they didn't have the defense to really back it up. But I mean, like I said about the Broncos and Texans, they'll put the fear in God, fear of God in one of those teams, either the Eagles and Niners, depending mm-hmm. on how it goes, you know, Niners would be a tough matchup, but I mean, look, I like the Lions better than some of the top teams we got in the AFC right now so i mean it's all about scheduling and it's all about how these games shake out these last few weeks here we saw last night with the chiefs and packers it just gets weird you never know you never know how it's going to go one of these teams is going to cough up one to a team like the patriots you know what i mean they're just gonna cough up a game to a team like you know much like the bills did to the pats earlier you're going to get that across the board here with uh someone in the nfc and afc that's in a top seated position that I mean, shit, it happened to us, Keenan, with the Patriots when they had, what, they went against a no-name Dolphins or Jets team. I think it was the Dolphins. Yeah, it was the Dolphins because the Jets haven't won against us in a long time. Uh, it was the, it was the Miami Miracle game, right? I don't, I don't want to talk about it. It was the Miami Miracle game that knocked us out. Like, you just, you're going to get that. You don't understand how upset that we would have had the one seed, but instead we ended up playing the Titans, and that was the last year of Tom, and then we lost to the Titans, who ended up going on and beating the Ravens and losing to the – don't want – oh, man, does that upset me. That Miami – we threw Gronk – we threw old Gronk back there in the end zone thinking that was going to do something. They thought they were going to throw, like, an 80-yard Hail Mary. What was it? We weren't throwing a Hail Mary there. Get get someone cool and fast and I mean I will say, put Matthew Slater back. I will there. say in the Pats defense, uh, it was like a one in like five hundred thousand chance of them scoring and they happen to score. But that's the kind of stuff that happens down the stretch where you're just like, damn, I didn't even account for that. We lost this game. Now we're now you we're in can't a different account seat. For that. <laughs> you can? No, you can't account for that. No. <laughs> Those are the things you can't account for at all. And uh yeah, I I just hope we already lost Burrow. We've already lost other, you know, star players this season. I just hope we don't get like a, I don't want to put names on it, but I hope we just don't get any more starting players that are like key to a Super Bowl run out. Important, healthy. Yeah. Yes. I, you know, I hope we don't get another, I'm not going to say his name. He plays quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Hope he can stay healthy down the stretch because the last two years we've, uh, we've gotten some dumb injury luck with him and it just sucks um i did want to shout out will levis he did three things i really liked yesterday and you heard me a couple weeks ago say i hate will levis for no reason strictly for his food choices and all that like i'm rooting against him just for that but he did three Mm -hmm. things i really liked as a young qb one he went for a hurdle early in the game to stretch for a first down Reminded me of Josh Allen. That's the first time I really took notice that Josh Allen was in his rookie year. He had a hurdle in a game where it seemed like it was less important. I don't remember who it was against, but he sold out his body to make a play early in the game. 
tells you a lot about a QB. Then him and DeAndre yeah. Hopkins were on opposite pages, right? They were just not on the same page. And you don't see this much out of young QBs. He got on DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, that shows leadership. You do not see young QBs do that very often at all. Uh, so that showed me something. No. And then right after that, on the next possession, he throws a pick. And then like immediately, I've never really seen this in football. He basically follows his shot. Like immediately after he threw the pick, he's already running it down. Mm-hmm. Defensive back fumbles it. And who recovers it? But Will Levis. I'm like, man, this kid. He's got smarts. Like, that's just, that's intellect right there. I mean, I've never seen that sort of hustle play in football where you chase down your own interception and are in position to recover the fumble. So I thought that was pretty cool. Absolutely. Those were three things. It was. Again, from him that I I saw. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, three things from Will Levis that I saw that were uh, just eye-opening for me, kind of. I was like, oh, maybe there's something there in Tennessee. Who knows who their hope, who knows who their head coach might be next year. There's rumors of Rabel not being there regardless uh that he'll just be let go and uh i don't know i wonder who would be there in tennessee but yeah this was the warner brothers podcast definitely follow us on live take uh uh follow us facebook instagram youtube tiktok all the above we appreciate love the support that we've been getting of course as always that was kyle this is keenan and you're out. <laughs> we gotta let us know who we are. But that was Kyle's scheme in the Warner Brothers. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>